Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And And you're you're about about to to get get jumped. jumped. Welcome to episode 171 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 81 through 88, where the solution is, as always, more clones. Kakuzu is just a big-hearted guy, and Shikamaru knows vengeance is best served ice-fucking-cold. And with clones. Because, oh, yeah. you know, clones are always going to help the situation. Anyways, let's jump More in. Clones. I kept wanting in the notes to make a more more cowbell joke. Yeah, um, we need more cowbell. These episodes were too good. <laughs> yeah. So hey, everybody, uh, we are back again with more ship it in goodness, and this week we watched too many episodes. Oh yeah, god! Get excited because the next time we do Naruto, we're watching one fewer episodes, but also an entire filler arc is in the middle of them. Yeah, man, this is this is a lot. So we're probably going to get right into these. Uh, the only yeah. news of the week that I had is that I have been watching more Shaman King, and it is continuing to be the mm. shamaniest of kings. Uh, so if that's your jam, um, you should definitely take a look at it. Yeah, and I would I would say too. I try not to do this many episodes. Uh, I put this many episodes on the next Naruto. The problem that I'm having with Naruto, something that we complain about a lot, is that Naruto has decompressed storytelling, which is a fancy way of saying that they they take more time than they need to tell the story because they want to drag it out. I guess that's not that's not fair. There are versions of decompressed storytelling that are lingering in ways that are not lingering in the same way that Naruto does. I'm thinking of Brian Michael Bendis as a comic book writer. He's he's well known for decompressed storytelling. Some people don't like it. I tend to enjoy his stuff because I think that he's good at character writing and I think those character moments are fun. Uh, I would say with Naruto, usually the problem is that you don't get a lot of story. Ironically, the problem here, I think that I think that's going to be the problem the next time we come back to Naruto Shippuden is that we're in a transitional period and the story is just sort of dirtling. But what the problem is here is that we have one good fight and it's actually two good fights, but they are interspersed with each other and there is not a good splitting point. So we have to just do the whole damn thing, uh, which was not fun. But also, these are some of the best episodes of Naruto we've watched on our show to date. So it was also kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've got one news thing before we hop into the previously on, which is uh, I got this off of Kotaku, but of course it comes from tons of places. There is a new Pokemon series. It's an animated Pokemon series. It's not the same. The It's not the same news. The live action series that we talked about recently Uh, This is a different one. This is similar to Pokemon Generations, I believe, Um, or the the Galar one that they just did that I don't remember the name of, but they did it right when Sword and Shield came out. Um, But this is a new series. It's going to have eight episodes visiting uh, one region apiece since there have been eight generations of Pokemon. Each generation has its own region. And uh, and so they're going to be starting with the most recent one. That's Galar from Sword and Shield. And working their way backwards until they make it to Kanto, which is the you know original red, red, green, blue, yellow. Um, 
So that series is called Pokemon Evolutions, and I believe that the first episode of it came out today. Um, I don't know. I, I don't have the article in front of me. I suspect they will come out once a week until they are done. So if you're into that, I, I would say Pokemon Generations was a really fun. They they were usually about five minute long pieces, and um, these are these are Pokemon anime pieces that are done with a much higher quality than the main anime series. And so um, you're going to get you're going to get just a higher production quality all around. You're going to get sort of movie quality motion uh, and you're going to get it all in five to ten minutes. I just looked it up. The first episode is just shy of eight minutes long. Um, and I if, if you're a Pokemon fan, it focuses on Leon in the Galar region. Um, I believe it tells his story of what he's doing while you are doing what you're doing during the Sword and Shield games. Um, so this, I think, it, my impression is that this is going to have a really similar vibe to Pokemon Adventures. So I thought that was great. Or sorry, to Pokemon uh, Generations. I thought that was very, very good. Um, so I, I would encourage you to check it out if you have any interest in Pokemon. Or if you wish that the Pokemon anime had really good animation quality and like fluid battles, this is where you're going to find that. So uh, check that out. Yeah. And with all that being said, we have uh, previously on episodes to talk about. So uh, what what happened yeah. before on Ship It In? Let's talk about this in a different order than I put it in. So the main character is Naruto. Naruto's a ninja in training. The universe of Naruto is set around a series of ninja villages that are are sort of feudal and sort of modern. And uh, there's a whole segment of the population that trains to be ninjas. And of course that is anime ninjas. So they're able to do crazy things like breathing fire and, you know, summoning giant monsters to fight with them and stuff like that. So Naruto is in training at the beginning of the series. He's uh, not good at it and he's annoying. There's a time skip. That is why it's called Shippuden to let everybody know that there's a time skip. If you're reading the manga, it just stays the same. And then I think they changed the color of the bindings of the collected editions. So don't get confused. Um, but after the time skip, Naruto gets a lot better at this. He gets a lot more mature and he becomes more of like a more of like a strong shonen protagonist than a goofy shonen protagonist, I guess. Um, he has a special thing going on in that when he was a bebe, he had a giant demon fox sealed inside of his body. And that caused him some some challenges when he was growing up. But as he's becoming a stronger ninja, he's learning how to tap into that or work around it. And um, as a part of this, he has an insane level of chakra, which is the the energy system that powers their techniques in this universe. And uh, and so consequently, he is able to do some things that would not be feasible for a lot of ninja just because they would reach their limit, not because they're strong, not strong enough or definitely not stronger than Naruto. But uh, because he just has this special chakra, sort of unlimited chakra almost. Um, and so he is currently training to utilize this specifically by utilizing a, a shadow clone technique, which is a, it's really common in the Naruto world for people to have some sort of I cloned myself to trick you skill. But shadow clone is special because instead of making shaping some force in the world around you into a clone, you basically create a copy of yourself out of thin air. And um, because of the way that they're created, shadow clones, when they're dispelled, sort of share all their experience with the uh, the original. 
And so Naruto is using his special ability to make a ton of shadow clones that is a direct result of him having atypical chakra levels in order to hyper train. He's doing the hyperbolic time chamber, but instead of having time pass quickly, he is just making making the time as efficient as possible by having a lot of him train simultaneously. Um, So he's busy working on that. Specifically, he's trying to turn his his ultimate technique, which is the Rasengan, into a new technique. He has just learned that ninjas can have five elemental types and which type he vibes with the most, which is wind. So he's trying to put some wind energy into the Rasengan and turn it into a new jutsu. This is said to have been impossible, but again, Naruto has a special cheat code that's always active for himself. So he's working on that. Um, He has some teammates, a girl named Sakura that he's been with since he was young, a guy named Sai that they have met and befriended recently, a dude named Yamato, who is uh, their recent squad leader, and then a dude named Kakashi, who is their uh, previous and longtime squad leader. Yamato and Kakashi, obviously very powerful. Sakura Sai, Naruto is still in training, but also much stronger than they used to be. Um, there's a bad organization named Akatsuki. Uh, they are tracking down people like Naruto, people called Jinchuriki that have giant monsters sealed inside of them. And they want to extract those monsters and seal them away inside of a weird big stone statue. Uh, unfortunately, that extraction process also kills the host uh, as they're doing it. So we don't really want them to catch up to Naruto, but they sure do. Um, There's two of them that we're focusing on today. One is named Hidan and the other is Kakuzu. Hidan, we have seen, is sort of a sadist for pain, and his ability basically turns himself into a voodoo doll. So he's got a big scythe, and he has a a big sort of spiky spear thing that extends like a police baton. And uh, what he wants to do is he wants to get a scratch on you and then... Uh, draw some blood and then when he ingests your blood his his body will change its form and he has basically become a voodoo doll for you and any any damage that's inflicted onto him is also inflicted onto whoever's blood he's just consumed and uh oh he has to be standing inside of a seal to do that too i don't know that that's super relevant but it's technically true uh he also is immortal so he can he can do what would kill himself uh in order to kill you, and he will be fine. Um, By contrast, Kakuzu seems to be immortal, but we don't know a lot about him right now. They are known as the immortal duo. Kakuzu is the sort of strong and silent type, so in a fight that we witnessed with the two of them previously, it was mostly just Hidan doing the fighting. Um, We don't really know a lot about Kakuzu's abilities. We're going to learn about those today. Uh, But though they are relevant because of their relationship to another set of heroes. Naruto, one of the things that makes it great is that it is a a large cast. Uh, So while Naruto is our main character, uh, he's not really the main character for most of these episodes. The main main character for these episodes is a side character named Shikamaru. Uh, Shikamaru is a... he's I think he's Naruto's age or maybe he's a year older, but um, they're they're the same age range. Shikamaru is a tactical genius, but he's also kind of lazy. However, because of his tactical genius, he has advanced in the ranks of ninja faster than his peers. And so his laziness is a little bit less these days just because he has a lot of responsibilities. Um, His teammates growing up were a guy named Choji, who's a big chubby guy who can make himself larger, and Ino, who sucks. And uh, then their teacher was Asuma. Asuma was very cool. And uh, then he got into a fight with Hidan, and Hidan revealed his special ability in that fight with Asuma in front of Shikamaru, and it led to Asuma's death. So that is very, very sad. It was uh, a good fight, but a sad ending. 
Um, so now, now Hidan and Kakuzu have gone off to seal one of the tailed beasts, and uh, that allowed Shikamaru and his team to escape back to the Leaf Village, where they're going to sort of regroup after this very tragic event. And I think that leads us into episode 81. All right. After all of that, we are finally into episode 81, where we're going to learn two things. <laughs> one. This one's not good. <laughs> this this episode is is full of, let's just say, um, uh, revelations. <laughs> The first revelation is that um, when you are sealing a tailed beast, it's going to take you some hot minutes. Um, they're going to have yeah. to sit there for like three days. <laughs> they are, yeah, and they sort of like video, comp- they're sort of zooming into the uh, soul extraction. So um, like Hidan and Kakuzu are, are they're like actual bodies are sitting just out in the fucking woods. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, uh, "This is taking forever." And their boss is like, "Well, it's gonna take three days." So you got, and this is the deal: you guys sign up for it. Like, yeah. it's raining where we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, meanwhile, um, Naruto is realizing, you know what, you need, you need to put even more shadow clones in order to make not only the Rasengan but also infuse the Rasengan with more power. And if I do both of those things, then I will be able to use the full power of this technique that I am trying to create, which I was yeah. just like, when in doubt, more shadow clones, I guess, is the answer all the yeah. time. The problem. OK, so my thoughts on these episodes is that they are good with the exception of this one. I think 81 is not good. I think 82 through 88 are all good episodes and I think you should watch them all. Yeah. Uh, I think you can skip 81. It's, it's not technically filler, but it might as well be. Um, but like there are some things when I was writing the notes for this, I was like, huh, when you stop to think about this, it doesn't completely hold up. Yeah. So it totally works in the moment, but there are some logical loopholes that are taken with the plotting of this story. And I would say this is one of them. Naruto is a clone user. That is his main thing. Like the Rasengan is his ultimate technique, but the clones are what he is known for. And um, for him, he's been training forever at this point. He has been training for so long. There was an entire filler season between when he started training and now. Yeah, he's been and, he's been punching that waterfall so much. He's just that waterfall yeah. has filed a restraining order against him. <laughs> and I I appreciate I appreciate the idea that the training takes a while. I think, you know, Hunter x Hunter, we talked a lot about how well it handled training and what it what it did was it cut out all the fat and it just gave you the exciting moments of revelation and the leaps in in sort of skill and and sort of uh, the the creativity of the characters uh, that let you get excited for what was to come without making you sort of like sit in it. Naruto has done a, a little bit of that by having other stuff going on around it, but the actual training has been used as drag your feet filler. Like it, it is literally in the manga. It's not entirely filler. Some of this stuff is important, but the amount of time they're taking with it in the anime is is like four times longer than they than they strictly need to. Like if they made 
if they remade Naruto today, the amount of training would be so much less than mm-hmm. it has been. And because Naruto specializes in shadow clones and explicitly, specifically, has been using shadow clones for the first time in this training to expedite his training, the fact that he is just now being like, oh, the solution is clones was not satisfying. <laughs> Uh, but technically what's happening is that when he makes the Rasengan, it's hard to get your energy. He can the the challenge with the Rasengan is that you focus your energy into a point and you spin it without expelling it. And so it is basically like a tightly held orb of spinning energy. And Naruto couldn't master that on his own like the person that taught him. But he used a loophole by creating a second version of himself to do the spinning. And so whenever he he summons Rasengan, he holds his hand out and gathers the energy while a clone of himself spins that energy. Um, it's kind of a nice solution. It's a fun way to use Naruto's techniques to make something work. And uh, fortunately, unfortunately, that's the solution here. He's still got the second clone that's spinning the energy. He's just going to make a third clone that's infusing it with wind style chakra and like it took so long to get to this point. Like this is a cool revelation on paper, but the amount of time we had to spend getting here makes me mad. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just like, it, it, it gets you to the point where you're just like, I'm, I'm angry at both the creator and the character at the same time. And that's just yeah. sort of, sort Although of a bummer. I would say, I don't think it's so much the the series creator as it is the anime team and I would and I wouldn't feel comfortable blaming them entirely. I don't know if it was their choice to have filler or to have an every episode a week or if that was the, you know, the the suits that were requiring them to put one out a week or if it was just we hadn't really made it to a point where we were having seasonal anime, which seems to be the standard now. Mm -hmm. And so they just sort of like fell into what was expected. You know, like if you're working on a TV show in America before the the era of streaming, if you got a a full season, that's 22 to 24 episodes. And sometimes your plot is 18 episodes of max. And so you have some like dirtling in there. Like that happens in our television too. And even in the age of streaming, I know that's a big a big um, critique of the Marvel uh, shows on Netflix, not the ones on Disney Plus, I would say, but the ones on Netflix um, were critiqued for being two to three episodes too long, even though they were only like, what, eight to 12 episodes? I don't remember exactly. Yeah. And so it was just like they're they're having to fill that time. And I don't know that that's the anime creator's choice ultimately. Um so I, I don't want to be like too harsh on them, but it is incorrect. It, it just messes the story up in a way that that sucks. But what's great is that episode 82 on does not have a lot of filler. And the filler that's there is pretty forgivable because the stuff that's not filler is just so fucking good. Yeah, it's it's um, great. Uh, man, this takes us into episode 82. This episode is uh, when we find out that Shikamaru is actually French because he's full of ennui. And, uh, he does not go to Asuma's funeral. Instead, he stays home and he is not only he sits in mood lighting. Yeah, not only is he angry, um, but he is also devising a plan of killing the person that cannot be killed. And uh, yeah, I, you wrote down that it's against Hidan, uh, Hidan and Kakuzo. 
Um, I would argue that it's it it feels it feels much much more directed at uh, exclusively he Dan. Um, and- yeah, that's a good point. I think he has a plan to deal with Kakuzu in that like he knows that Kakuzu is going to be there and is not just going to let him kill or you know deal with Hidan since Hidan's immortal. Yeah, he, he's not just going to like let him enact his plan. So he includes Kakuzu in it. But you're right. Like part of the reason he's able to make this plan is that he saw the entire fight with Asuma and he knows because because he done did it in front of him and explained some of it. But we talked about this in the episode when it happened, which I don't remember if this was our last Naruto episode or, or the one before it. But in the episode where the Asuma fight takes place, we discussed how interesting it was that Shikamaru was able to deduce the rules of Hidan's ability from Hidan's behavior and clothes and etc. And how that was really good character writing and how that made this sequence work even better than if he if Hidan had just explained it like so many anime characters are wont to do. And uh, because of that, Shikamaru has all the tools at his disposal to come up with a counter strategy because mm-hmm. he now knows how the enemy works. That is not true for Kakuzu. Kakuzu did almost nothing in that fight other than be a barrier to people stepping into it. And uh, so he is an unknown quantity. So you're, you're absolutely right there. Um, also, can I just say, this is one of the best episodes of Naruto I've ever seen. It, Directing-wise, it's very slow. And as we were saying, the slow pace is often a detriment in this series. But in this one, it is slow on purpose. It's slow because they are getting into the mood of what's going on. And the budget has hit, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. they decided to... They decided to... This episode and the next couple. It does not last through the end of our coverage today. But near to the end of our coverage, all of these episodes are high-quality animation. And this episode does not include a fight. I was shocked to see the high-quality animation on this. And I, at first... As the episode started, I was like, why the hell? There's no fight in this. Why are they burning their budget on this to get that like fluid motion and that extra crispness on an episode that's so slow? But it's worth it. This is so moody and so emotional. It absolutely works. This is such a good episode. And unless you're just in it for the fights, which I know I usually am just in it for the fights. um, But, you know, this is just such good character work that it's it, it is high quality storytelling here um just not to be missed honestly if you have any affection for naruto as a series or for shikamaru as a character you gotta watch this yeah especially there's there's a scene where shikamaru is playing his uh he's playing shoji uh shogi with his dad and he's working through uh his strategy uh, as he's playing shogi and they're talking about different strategies of how to play this game. And they do that in a, a couple of different shows. Uh, the the fictional kind of almost shogi version of it in Hunter x Hunter is a good example. It's it's really it's Was it's that really Gungi. Yeah, Gungi, uh, which is so close to Shoji. <laughs> yeah, uh, Shogi Chesco. Yeah. Um, and so when you kind of blend them all together uh, and, and you you realize how in depth of a uh, in depth of a character that Shikamaru has become, it, it really starts to bolster this episode and make you realize why this episode had so much uh, so much money poured into it. Because it is it is preparing you for one of 
one of the greatest sequences that happens in in Shippuden, which it, it's also and one a of fight the, that I've been looking forward to. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a sequence that's going to happen in one of these episodes that's just uh, astounding, and w- we'll get to it. Oh yeah, so so the end of this episode, Shikamaru, like he plays shogi with his dad, and his dad. His dad isn't exactly talking to him about what happened. It's not like, hey, we need to get your feelings out. But it is, hey, you're an adult. You've got responsibilities. Like, life is hard. You know this. You're experiencing it right now. And you don't have to talk to me about it, but you do have to figure out, like, what you're going to do about it. And that's not me saying, like, let's figure it out now. But that's me, like, as your dad being like, at some point, you got to deal with it. You know, like, and it kind of looks like you're avoiding it. You didn't go to the funeral. You've just been sitting in your room moping. You got to get your mind moving. You have to find some way to move on. And um, and that's what he does. He he after they play, he like uses the shogi board to help him devise a strategy. And in the morning when his dad comes to check on him, he's Shikamaru is gone. But the shogi board is sort of there as evidence of the fact that like he is he's becoming an active part of the, of his own story again. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he does is he goes and he gathers Choji and uh, Ino together. That's, that's his original teammates that were under Asuma who are all grieving. They go to, they go to Asuma's grave for one last sort of send off. And Shikamaru specifically has a uh, lighter because Asuma was a chain smoker and Shikamaru has his lighter and is like, I, I need to like leave this lighter with him, but not until I've avenged his death. So I'm going to take it with me. And I've got this plan and we're going to go do the plan. And then they've tried to leave the village and uh, Tsunade, who I didn't mention in the intro, she's the she is what we call the ninja president. That's the Hokage. She's basically the uh, military leader of this village. She's like, where the fuck are you going? <laughs> and they're like, you know, we're going to go. We're going to go avenge the guy who, who just died. That was really close to us. And she says no. And then Kakashi is there. And he's like, hey, um, actually, I'm here and I'm ready to go so I can be their squad leader and like watch after them and make sure that they don't fuck up. And she's like, "Ugh, I still don't think they should go. And he says they're going to go anyway. So you might as well let them go with your blessing and let them go with me. Somebody who is, you know, more skilled, more experienced, able to watch over them. And that way they have a likelier chance of not getting themselves killed. And she's like, fine. And I was like, that's great. And then I was making the notes and I was like, wait a second. She leads an entire village of ninja. If she didn't want them to go, she could say no. And Kakashi's reasoning of they'll go anyway. The solution is sick your ninja on them and make (laughs) them not go. Like (laughs) she could stop this if she wants to. So I was like, it it totally works in the moment. It's totally following the ethos of these characters, as has been established. There's that sort of like loose, well, the fight's going to happen and it's an anime, so let's do it. But like, in if you stop to think about it logically, like if this were an actual real world system, this insubordination would not stand and she would absolutely win. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that takes us into episode 83, Target, Locked On. And this episode uh, starts out with uh, uh, Sakura getting some more information about information-y things that she needs information about, um, which is that uh, Naruto <laughs> Naruto needs to finish his damn training. Everyone knows uh, it. We know it. <laughs> yeah. 
Tsunade is finally like, the audience has had enough. <laughs> yeah. And- yeah, I, this is another one where I was like, wait, this doesn't quite hold up to scrutiny. Like, she's like, okay, I'm going to send your team tomorrow. <laughs> Only if Naruto finishes his training that's unrelated. And yeah. I'm like, I get, okay, if he goes and he hasn't finished the training, he's probably going to try and pop off the new thing. It's not finished. It's not going to work. But like... Just send somebody else like you're in charge. <laughs> because I swear to God, if I have to watch him hit this stupid waterfall one more time, it's, I'm going to I'm going to go. <laughs> it's such a Naruto is the protagonist thing for Ninja President to be like, yes, for reasons, you are the one that must go to help them. But also for reasons you have to finish your training first, even though they're already gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just I'm just like, come on. <laughs> like it's great in the story. Like when you're in it, it totally works. But when you stop to think about it, you're like, what is this woman fucking doing? She should not be in charge. Yeah, she's not running this village well. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh my god. It's <laughs> Yeah. So Naruto, the good news is that Naruto is extra motivated to finish his bullshit because he finds out that if he doesn't, he can't go on the mission. And so that helps him finish it. Thank God. Yeah. So um, Kakashi is going to become part of Shikamaru's strategy. Um, He's going to adjust to Kakashi being there pretty quickly, which is uh, a... While running through trees, you know, the difficult thing that you have to do when you're a ninja. they, it's a, it's another mark of Shikamaru's genius that he's able to take his strategy, adapt it to Kakashi's presence immediately on the fly. It's mm-hmm. it's a nice moment. Yeah, and uh, then there is uh, a super cool technique which has not been used before Ugh. by Shikamaru, but it's sweet as hell. Which is that he is going to throw uh, kunai knives down and uh, use that to extend his shadow across so that he pins their shadows down. And it is so dope. I, I don't even think I don't even think he extends his shadow. I think he just imbues his chakra. Basically, like his ability to paralyze you with a shadow into the knives. And so he's able to like long range paralyze you and then get up close to like extend his shadow so that he can like take full control. Was yeah. the impression that I got. And it is so dope. And he does it with Asuma's knives, which are like brass knuckles that extend out into a cutting blade. And so he's doing it. It's sort of like a, you know, it has like a sentimental value, but also Asuma used these knives. Either they were made to channel chakra well, or they uh, have gained that ability after Asuma used them for that for so long. But either way, these are the right tools for the job. And it has that sentimental value. And it's this new sweet version of Shikamaru's technique. And it's just so fucking cool. And then he's got control of both of them and he's going to have Hidan attack Kakuzu. But then Kakuzu secretly detached one of his arms. And that's just a thing he can do is like he he's just uh, Mr. Potato Heads himself. And then his arm moves independently and is able to like free Kakuzu from the shadow possession so he doesn't get got. Which I guess, I guess that was the plan, right? His idea was, I will paralyze them both. I will have Hidan kill Kakuzu while they're paralyzed. And then I will enact my re- my revenge plan on Hidan. That's probably what he was thinking. And that did not go well. 
Uh, but thankfully, they sort of plan for that, and Choji dives into attack and pushes us in episode 84. Yeah, episode 84 is called Kakuzu's Ability, and this is when we find out that uh, Kakuzu can do as as whatever he wants, basically. <laughs> like, Yeah, he is... He's a real jack of all trades. He is astoundingly powerful in comparison to especially these uh the the younger ninja that are going to be in the battle. Uh, I I understand that Kakashi is there with them at the same time, but it is worrying um how f- how fast he is able to start to dial up them getting their asses kicked by him. Um he yeah. is he is oh man. Um and well because it's Choji who's who can make himself bigger and who can do like he can form himself into a ball and like harden his his uh, long hair so that he becomes like a porcupine bowling ball thing. And then there's Shikamaru who has the shadow possession jutsu. And then there's Kakashi who's got, you know, a whole bag of tricks. And then um, there's Eno. <laughs> and Eno's power Sounds cool the first time you hear it. <laughs> she can take over other people's bodies. You unfortunately the first she time does you this hear by it. shooting. <laughs> if you hear she possesses other people and fights inside their bodies, that's cool. What actually happens <laughs> is that she possesses them by shooting her energy out in a straight line in front of her, and if she misses. She is unconscious for multiple minutes and they're not possessed. (laughs) She has also never, ever shown any ability with any ninja tools, any martial arts. The only thing she does is possess people's bodies. Mm -hmm. And like several times she's like, I can possess him. I can help. I can possess him. And Shikamaru is like, if you miss, you will fuck this all up. And I cannot hold them still long enough. (laughs) You can't, like, why are you here? (laughs) She doesn't do anything. It's so, like, she should be way cooler than she is. I think under a writer who did not have this, like, semi-unconscious, semi-conscious idea that girls are just, like, a different species and I don't know what to do with them, I think Eno would be a much cooler character. But unfortunately, that's not the universe we're living in, and she is absolutely useless. Yeah. Uh, Then So it's two on three. Kashi's gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna attack him with the Raikou. And Kakuzo is just like, uh, turns out that my body is actually made of, uh, uh, he's, uh, imagine, imagine a character that was basically Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas, um, but can Ah. break apart his body into, uh, three different masks that can all shoot different energy out of them. And, uh, also those little, like, worm monsters that are inside of Oogie Boogie, like, can turn into, like, weird super extendo stabby forms it is it is madness how powerful this character is he (laughs) yeah his his internal body seems to have replaced all of its organs and veins and shit with just like uh power cord tentacles like Uh, they're they're just sort of like thick black electrical cords uh they're not electrical cords well they i don't know they could be it's never explained exactly (laughs) he's like sewed together he has sort of like super sewing powers, I guess, but also he summons mask monsters from his back because the the real thing is that he is super old and long ago he found a technique wherein you can absorb somebody's heart 
into your body. Now that person has to be alive. This is not this is not kill them and take their hearts. This is Pokemon rules. You got to weaken them. You can't faint them. So then he gets to catch your heart and he can have up to five, including his own. So he has himself and then four other ones. And the impression that I get is that they embody like the the main power of the person whose heart they absorbed. But the reality is that they just shoot different beams of energy and it is cool as shit and I don't care. Yeah, and speaking One of, them of dies immediately because Kakashi stabbed Kakazu in the heart and it took the blow for him, but he's got three energy beam monsters in his own creepy sewing powers. Yeah. And uh okay, let's uh let's take that Pokemon feeling that you liked about five elements and learn some things about the five uh, elements with Naruto, where he's going to learn them uh, and uh, forget about them immediately because it's not important. And uh, let's go into the next episode. Episode 85. It is vaguely. Yeah, go, go, go. It's not important. The terrifying secret is this episode, um, which the, is. The thing about it, I just can't. I'm sorry, I can't. The, the thing about the elemental, they're like, you know, each element is weak to one of the others and is is uh, bolsters one of the others. So you draw them, you know, you draw them in a circle and you draw an arrow. And so specifically wind boosts fire. Like if you use a wind style attack against a fire style attack, the wind will fan the flames and make this fire style attack stronger. And so you as a wind style user are weak against fire style users. And that's the kind of thing uh, there's also, I don't know, water is good against fire. So water can douse the fire. Wind isn't it isn't beaten by fire, but it makes fire stronger. So it's not good against it. And, and it's just like it, it's an interesting thought process. I love Pokemon. I love elemental systems like that. It's fun to think of them. But the thing is, it comes up barely in this fight. And then I can't recall a time when it comes up ever again. The only thing, the only reason they bring it up is that because Naruto is a wind nature and Sasuke is a fire nature, they're like, that's unfortunate because your techniques will be ineffective against Sasuke and that's tragic. And Naruto is like, I see it differently. I am excited that my techniques will support him because I think that that is the true crux of it. And I think that that's a cool moment in otherwise a system that is introduced and promptly discarded in a way that is just frustrating. Yeah. Okay. So we, uh, we have also learned from our previously talking about it, that Kakuzo has five total hearts. They got to kill all of them. Um, Shikamaru is also just like, uh, that's sort of what I came here for, but, uh, I'm going to fuck off real quick, uh, with the Dan. Um, (laughs) and, uh, he's like, okay. And then he's just like, you know, walks away with Hiden with his shadow possession. Um, and then uh, that that leaves Kakashi to um, a fight against Kakuzo. Um, and and Kakuzo is just like, I've lost one of my hearts. But good thing about that is that you have a heart. So I'm just going to take yours. Uh, and yeah, uh, I'm just going to. so cool. I'm just going to use it, by the way. So don't don't worry. Don't freak out. But uh, it's it's happening. Um, <laughs> so I have a proposal because the fights have now split in two. I think we should do the heat on fight, which is better. Yes. But ends first. That's. And then do the Kakazu fight. Yeah. So that takes us into the, the sweet, 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 sweet fight. Um, which Ugh, so good. one of them, one of them is good. 
one of them is uh, astounding. Um, basically, yeah, one of them is a visual feast. Yes, and one of them is a cathartic moment of a character being their best version. Mm-hmm. So, like, the what I'm saying is the Kakuzu fight is energy beams fast moving and they put the budget in it so you can just strap in and enjoy that fight and it is just kinetic and awesome but the hidan shikamaru fight is actually a mental battle Mm -hmm. that has some physical moves and it is so satisfying we've said a few times in our naruto coverage but not recently that the best naruto fights are when they are outsmarting each other instead of out overpowering each other and this is that. Whereas the Kakuzu fight is the other one. And it's good because it's it's well done. But it, the the Hedon fight is just phenomenal. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, the the first... The, oh, man. I just... I, to break this down, Shikamaru has spent some time in the forest already. <laughs> so if you were like... It's his family's forest. We will find out. Yeah. He's spent some time out there. Uh, uh Hidan is going to surround him with a whole bunch of explosive tags. Um, Hidan is going to end up getting into a quick fight with him where he's going to get a little bit of his blood, which, as we've learned beforehand, uh, is super important to him because he is going to ingest that blood and then take uh, become a voodoo doll of that person. And so he is trying to do that as soon as possible. And he does. Um, but- yeah, and it's basically game over for Shikamaru. Mm. Except for, it's not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh no, it was a trick. Yeah. So, um, what Shikamaru is going to actually do is he is he is slowly built up like a a whole bunch of these explosive tags all around him to the point where um he is going to knock him down, break him into a bunch of pieces. And throw him into a pit. <laughs> well, you, you, don't forget that Hidan scratched him, but it, it it turns out that Shikamaru pretended to be scratched. But earlier, when Kakashi stabbed Hidan through the heart, he also secretly drew some blood from from or uh, he stabbed Kakuzu through the heart. He secretly drew some blood from Kakuzu, and all the members of Team. Uh, of Shikamaru's team had the ability to draw his blood and any of them could get it, but that was their objective. Draw blood from Kakuzu because in this moment when he slashed my face, actually I, I stage combated and I, he missed me and I made it look like he hit me. And uh, in the, you know, blink of an eye, I squirted the blood that we got earlier onto his blade and a little bit splashed on my face. So it looked like I got cut. And it looked like he had my blood on his blade, but it was actually Kakuzu's blood. And so when Hidan is like, I fucking won, you are dead. And I'm going to go ahead and stab myself in the heart because you're annoying. And he does. And one of Kakuzu's hearts explodes. <laughs> it's so <laughs> great. And so, yeah, then then Shikamaru, he uses another cool shadow technique. This In this fight, there was another one that he did earlier that I don't remember exactly. But he he, re- he did the thing with the knives. And then he does something else in the fight. And then he does something else here in which he's basically starting to use shadows as like tentacles almost. Like he's able to extend his shadow and then like push 
he, he's able to extend the shadow across the ground or across the trees or whatever's nearby and then have a part of that shadow rise up into the world and interact with it. And so he does that and uses it to like pull a tripwire on the like bomb covered wires around them so that they all wrap heat on up. And then he just takes out the lighter from Asuma and lights heat on on fire and he explodes so that his body is shattered into pieces into a big fucking pit that he dug. And so Hidan's like disembodied head is sitting there next to like the bottom of one of his feet. And he's like, fuck you, I'm immortal. I'll chew my way out, pull my body together and get you one day. And Shikamaru's like, here's the deal. This is my family's land. Nobody comes on it but us. Nobody's going to find you. You're going to be buried forever. <laughs> And this hole's pretty deep, and I'm going to explode it again so that it collapses in on you and you're buried in a grave. Mm-hmm. It's so savage and amazing. And he's just so, like, he's so in control at every moment of this fight. And every time he speaks, he's just like, look, this is what's happening. Like, he doesn't get worked up. He's just He's just cold and calculated at every moment, and it's so badass. Yeah. So that takes us over to the other fight uh, with Kakuzo against a whole bunch of people, and it's also going to include Naruto, but uh, that we'll get to that in a minute. So um, they're gonna um, they're going to try to battle against all of the different Kakuzo monsters um, that are going to break apart, then come together, then break apart, then come together. Um, and, uh, the, the big, the big thing about this is that the fight is really, really watchable because it is cool and big, but it really has three motions to it. The first motion is that they're going to get into a fight and Kakashi and the rest of the team is not going to be able to, uh, stand up and be able to fight against him. They're going to be doing not so well. Um, however, uh, Naruto is going to show up, um, and he is going to use his new jutsu, um, which is big giant Rasengan with wind in it. And the first time that he uses it, it doesn't work. And the second time he yeah. uses also, it, they call it, it is what, what they call it the Rasen Shuriken, but he can't throw it. Yeah, so don't call it that. <laughs> so, um, it's the first time he tries to do it, and it doesn't work. The second time he does it, it does work, and it is big, and it is an explosion, and it is a Kamehameha moment, and I hate those moments so much (sighs) inside of anime, especially ones where you have this just astounding mental game and a a huge build-up to a a breakdown that just is, is so cathartic and amazing. And then you have this fight, which is cool and rule of cool for sure. But I would much rather see them like slow and painstakingly deal with all of the hearts of this character and then eventually take him down. I would be much more interested to see. Yeah. That. But I see what you're saying. I would counter that there is a little bit of that here in that Naruto, his technique is complicated. And so he needs to set it up before he can use it. And he utilizes the fact that it has to be set up and that Kakuzu immediately recognizes this and and that his first attack didn't work in order to trick Kakuzu into attacking the wrong one. So he uses his he uses more clones than Kakuzu realized were there in a bid to outsmart him and land the hit 
And I think that that really adds to the satisfaction here. I'm also a big fan of an explosive finish. So that totally works for me. And what's cool is that, you know, it's the debut of his new technique. And you see it hit Kakuzu's body and it looks like these little like like little cuts are striking across his entire body. And at this point, Kakuzu has like two or three of his hearts back inside of his body. And the technique is so destructive that it destroys all of the remaining hearts at once. And Kakuzu is killed. So I, I think I see what you're saying, right? The heat on fight is definitely better. And it is definitely because it is a mental game of chess or Shogi as the case may be. And that is satisfying. That's that like death note satisfaction where you see a plan come together. But like, I do think that the explosion fight works well. The budget has left us by this point, but it still totally works. And I, I, I would give credit to the fact that Naruto's not as much of a tactician as Shikamaru, but he does use tactics to land the hit in a way that I found really satisfying. All right. And with all of that, that is our shipping coverage for this week. Uh, stick with us after these credits and we'll give you a preview of what's coming on next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash getjumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on comic book keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, it's Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 72 through 74. Where you gotta watch out for that big hole. You know, big holes are sometimes dangerous, especially if you walk mm. over them and they're slightly covered with sticks and leaves. And don't don't look at me, but there might be some uh, treats down there. So uh, why don't you just jump in? Mm. There's definitely not spikes. I would love some treats. All right. <laughs> <laughs>